This is Love Talk, the Monica Marshall Podcast. For everyone who desires honest soul-to-soul conversations that will encourage, empower, and fire you up to break strongholds, establish your role in God's plan for this world, and to take bold actions. Here's your host, Monica Marshall. Hi, friends. A fall theme is called Fear Not, a reminder of who's in charge, and we are talking all about overcoming the spirit of fear and growing boldly in faith. My hope is that each day you grow more and more in confidence and develop a supernatural courage and boldness. Hey friends, welcome back to The Love Talk. There will be a lot unpacked this week about the modern church, and I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear your thoughts after each episode. I will keep a little discussion box on Instagram if you want to join that discussion, and maybe I'll even post something so we can have open comments. I would love to hear what you think, what you are feeling, what your ideas about church are as we go throughout this week. Now, before you assume that I have nothing nice to say, I understand that what we will talk about today is based on observation and the fact that sadly the Christians these days are a bit lethargic and asleep. A pastor from the Middle East said recently that the Western church is under a satanic lullaby and I can't get those words out of my head. Are we really sleepwalking or are we supernaturally awake and engaged? Is there a middle? Can there be a middle? Last week, the Lord prompted me to contemplate on church as a whole. He gave me a huge download about the church that I'll share with you this week, but he told me to think about it inside and outside of the walls. And I have to tell you, I've never realized how complicated the whole institution of the church, earthly and kingdom-wise speaking, really was and how bad of a rap the church had. Basically, we see church as a place where those who believe in God go on Sundays and holidays to pray and worship and to listen to a sermon. Be fed, as you will, to receive his presence, as described in Matthew eighteen twenty, for whether two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. I was observing and recalling what is happening in a church on Sunday mornings, and every Sunday sort of looks the same, doesn't it? There are the usuals sitting in their spots. I'm one of them. I have a very particular spot in church, and I tell you what, if someone sits in my chair, oh, I'm not happy. And then there are a few newbies. There are always few newbies checking out churches, and there are visitors from other cities, there are people that usually watch online, but they come now and then on Sundays. It's, it's pretty much the same crowd all the time. And the flow of the hour or so we spend there is the same each week, unless it's like a major holiday. Greet, sit, worship, listen, pray, give, and leave. And then repeat next week. Greet, sit, worship, listen, pray, give, and leave. Every church we visit is the same in so many ways. There's a pastor that we may or may not like. There's worship. We may like, we may not like the band. If we are lucky, there may be free coffee in the lobby. There is a church that always had cookies. Man, I miss that one. 
Um, someone may greet us and usher us. We may get something out of the message or we may not. They will ask for money at some point. Ouch. And we will or we will not come back next week. Maybe we'll go to a next church or maybe we'll watch online or maybe we'll just give up altogether. Some of us are diligent weekly goers and take very detailed notes. And then others are not even sure whether we believe in all this stuff that's being preached. Some get involved by serving, others get to be served. Some are petrified of even stepping in church. Others can't wait to go on Sundays. And there also is a group that has done it their whole lives and they just do because they do. There are just literally three types of people that go to church. The whole organization is almost like watching a well-oiled machine working robotically, all pieces falling in a complete rhythm. And now, don't get me wrong, there are a few churches that I've attended that have a supernatural involvement from all of their members. And there are also supernaturally involved and worshiping members in all churches. But majority of Christians these days fall into the rhythmical description of church going. Wouldn't you agree? It doesn't mean that it might be you, but overall, when you look at the big picture, it seems like it doesn't it. Then there is the church outside the walls. This is where the ones who are super involved on Sundays and other days and the ones who go for just going are on an equal playing field. This is where the Sunday message come to life in our behavior and reactions to what is happening around us. And that church, the church outside the walls kind of seems to be like a machine that is missing a few screws and is operating a bit clunky. You see, even those that are supernaturally involved on Sundays act a little angry here and there throughout the week. You just never know. Let's circle back to those who are fearful of the church. I mentioned them um, a few minutes before. I know a few people that will not step into a church and I ask them why. Let me start by saying that they believe in God. They even receive Jesus as their savior. Some are diligently reading the Bible and with some I've done Bible studies and had amazing revelations during that time. One person in that group actually graduated from college with a degree in pastoral studies. He believes this stuff. He believes in a savior. Why don't they go? I asked and the answers were overlapping a lot. Shame, guilt, fear of judgment, fear of rejection, fear of not knowing enough to fit in, fear of facing their sins, fear of being asked for money. The word fear, fear, fear just kept coming back. Guys, I never really thought of non-goers doing it out of fear. I thought of many other reasons, including the ones I've lived through. But honestly, fear was a surprise to me because why, why would you be scared of just going to a church on Sunday, right? It's a building. But there it was mentioned over and over. I worried that, 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 and I'm scared too, that, that, that. I know I am, mm, mm, mm. 
it just kept coming up and coming up. One person actually said, I tried a few times, but the fear was so crippling, I just stayed in my car and then left. Just when I asked the Lord, when I, he was giving me a download of the church stuff, why he wanted me to record a week of talking about church while I'm supposed to stick to the fear theme, the fear started surfacing. And I was like, okay, Lord, I see it. The spirit of fear is holding people back from going to church. Is it also holding people back from being fully involved when they are in? Is the enemy trying to keep us not just under a lullaby, as that pastor said, but also too fearful to take a step? And why would the enemy do that? Well, maybe because when two or three gather in his name, he is there and those who are fearful would receive that peace, that presence, if they worship with those who are already in, even if they are half asleep. And who knows, maybe they would get to sit by a supernaturally charged Christian and truly receive that, that peace that can just oh, take all the worries away. I encourage those two, um, those who I interviewed, to take a leap of faith and go to church this last Sunday out of a quite large group to did one who was ashamed of her past and one who is a pastor by training. Neither started their day well. Both had anxiety. Both sat in the parking lots for a while. Both felt like their hearts were going to jump out of their chest when they walked in. Their palms were sweaty and wet and they had trouble breathing. Both got greeted, but can't recall anything that was said to them because they really just wanted to go in, get things done and leave. One received a beautiful revelation during the very first second of worship. Before the words even started, it was just the music and bam, it hit him. The other left laughing, wondering why the fear kept him away. You see, going to church is not scary. Our shame and guilt and all this yucky stuff really don't matter. We don't have anything written on our foreheads so people don't know who we are and what we've done. And when we walk in, no one even looks at us and wonders, oh, what is this person doing there? Most of the time, we can actually go completely unnoticed. Well, outside of the greeters who will say hi. I asked if those two were going back. One said yes. The other said, I'm still scared that my sins would get uncovered. <laughs> I asked if they felt like the fear of, of that, of that uncovering of sins was reasonable. And they said, after pausing for a minute, that it felt like it was, but they knew it was not. After a lengthy conversation, they actually arrived at the place where they felt like their sins getting uncovered and redeemed and the grace being poured on them was actually what they needed. So I think they'll go back. 
Church is really not scary, my friends. And guess what? The people that are in the building when you walk in are as messed up, if not more, as you are. We're just a big pile of redeemed pasts. That's what we are. So please don't let that spirit of fear stop you from going. Don't let the spirit of fear make you stop. Don't. Because when we gather, he's present. And what better place for that gathering than Sunday mornings or Saturday evenings or Friday evenings whenever your church meets? Let me lead you in a prayer. I will leave you with a few minutes of melody so you can have a soul-to-soul chat with the Father. Be honest and be raw. Just speak from your heart. You are speaking to your loving Father and He wants to hear anything and everything that you are thinking of. When you are this raw in your prayers, when you are fully honest, is when He can truly answer. Those, my friends, are the best prayers. Lord, we are so thankful that after Jesus left, you didn't just leave us with nothing. You left us with His presence, with Holy Spirit, but you also left us with the body of Christ being a church. You left us with communities. You left us with people that are just as messed up as we are, that we can rely on, that we can be with, that we can look at and say, wow, you are welcome here, so I must be too. Father, we are so thankful, and I ask that anyone that is listening today gets a little check in their hearts of why are they going to church or why aren't they? What fear is holding them back? Or what fears are surfacing even if they are churchgoers? Father, I ask that those who are now paralyzed with fear are freed at this very moment and that they walk in into your church, into your house, confident that you are waiting there for them. And that when they see other people there, they'll know that those people look at us as brothers and sisters and they could not wait for us to come in. I ask that they receive peace, forgiveness, that they feel your mercy and grace, and that they feel your love. And that when they sit down, they know they belong. And for those who are already in church, I ask that their eyes get blinded to anything that's in the past of people and that their eyes get open to everyone's destiny and they see them as your children and that they welcome them. Father, I ask for a supernatural awakening of a church. I ask that whether we go or not, whether we are diligent with our knots or not, that all of us get awakened at this very moment and that we receive a revelation from you showing us what the church was built to do. Father, I ask for a major revival in the buildings, 
in the hearts of those who lead and in the hearts of those who go in and in the hearts of those who are too fearful to go. Father, I ask that the church becomes what you designed it to be, a community of brothers and sisters who love each other supernaturally, praise you at all times, keep each other in check, and lead each other to Jesus.